Hey, welcome back again to another episode of the DVO Show. I am your host, DVO, Derek Van Otten. And I don't know about you guys, but are you watching the Olympics? I am super excited about the Olympics. Uh, me and my wife, we watch the Winter and the Summer Olympics every two years, you know, so it you know, alternates. Uh, right now it's the Winter Olympics, and we live in Utah. We hosted the 2002 Winter Olympics. There's some rumors maybe we might get the 2030 bid. I'm crossing my fingers. I haven't even looked if it's already taken or not, but I would love uh, it to come back to Utah. I would. I had a blast in 2002. I'll tell you why. Uh, in 2002, it was February 2002, and I turned 21 you know, at the age 21 on December of 2001. So I was two months into being 21 years old and I could go downtown to all the bars, go bar hopping during the Olympics. Oh my gosh, it was a blast. One thing that was really crazy though, um, before, oh, actually, okay, this, this is okay. This is funny. So last episode, I talked about the Super Bowl, right? I was actually at a Super Bowl party and we were, we got drunk, we were wrestling around, and I hit my big toe against the corner of a wall. Like, you know, my shoes were off, and I split it. Okay, I didn't go to the doctor for a few days. Um, finally went to the doctor, and they're like, oh my gosh, your toe is infected. We need to wrap this up. You can't, you know, be walking on it. So I had to rent a wheelchair. All right. So my good friends, we rented a wheelchair for the weekend. We went downtown and I'm in a wheelchair <laughs> uh, being pushed around. And anyway, it was a blast. Um, uh, the weekend after that, uh, I was walking with a cane. It was pretty, it was pretty badass. I was walking around with a cane and there, I don't know what was happening downtown, but the police had to come and I mean, I mean, streets were shut down so people can walk around. But something was happening, and the police had to come, and they were shooting non-lethal guns. I don't know. what They were like little beanbags or something like that. They had to like – and choppers were, were flying above. So I don't know exactly what was happening. I didn't see anything crazy, but for some reason, it got kind of crazy downtown for a, a brief second. Uh, anyway, I had a blast. I was 21 years old. It was 2002. I had such a blast during the Winter Olympics, and I would love for it to come back in 2030. But, you know, I'm watching – these olympians compete and if you you know think about it they have to wait every four years before they can compete in the olympics again so you've got a shot to get three medals all right whatever sport you're in there's probably another two or three dozen fighting for one of three medals bronze silver or gold and obviously the major the big goal is the gold medal so your chances of getting this are so slim and you've got and if you don't get it you've got to wait another 4 years for your shot. I mean when you put that in perspective like that for me man that I mean that shows who the best of the best is. And it's exciting to watch and it's fun to watch people represent their countries to represent their flags. And the pride they have and to you know watching them compete and it's funny to, as I'm watching them there's so many that they know their their competitors. They know them. They've they've competed with them in other events, like around the world, in other countries, and they've competed in in for example, we're talking about the Winter Olympics, right? Like the X Game, the Winter X Games, for example, uh, the World Competitions. So they know each other, and they kind of know what they're going to do, and they're still trying to 
do the best. Like for example, we this this year we really got into the half pipe, the snowboarding half pipe. We really got into it. We we were watching everything on the snowboarding half pipe. And watching these guys uh, and girls, we're watching both actually, men men and women, watching them just take the half pipe and go as high as they can go and doing these tricks and landing these tricks. And you you see them fall and how discouraged they'd be. But you know what the other competitors did? Even from other countries, they'd come over and and give them a hug. I thought that was really cool. And for example, I was watching the, his name was Red, right? Young kid. Um... From, I think he's from the Midwest, and he won the gold medal in 2018. And he's basically coming to defend his medal. And he didn't get a medal. He didn't medal in the half pipe. I'm sure he was devastated. But this is what I was watching, all right? These, these, these uh, Olympians have humility. And they have empathy. Like I said, they were, they were coming over and, and hugging the competitors that that were that lost or that fell cuz they had three shots and i think they took the best of the three or the best two of the three and so if you fell twice i mean you're in you are in competition with some of the best in the world if you fall once you know you're like okay i got to make these two count if you fall twice you basically know you're done you're, you, some people didn't even go on the third run cuz they fell twice they were like there's what would be what's the point i might risk getting hurt uh, there's no way I'm going to get in the top 10 because these guys and girls are the best in the world. And you can't make a you can't make a mistake. The 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 margin of error is so thin in these high stakes. But watching these boys and girls, these men and women compete, and, and again, like I said, have pride was so great to watch. Watch for me watching someone with passion whether it's snowboarding or 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 painting or whatever it is music watching someone that has passion about what they do i get interested in watching it maybe that's why i love watching the olympics so much and i love watching them compete and so i want to talk about competing and competition and how important it is whether it's in life or in business or whatever it is to 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 compete and want to be the best there's nothing wrong with wanting to be the best but also, don't beat yourself up over it when you have a failure. Like I said, these Olympians, they fell. And they'd come over, you know, the other uh, competitors would come over and give them a hug. And they'd be, dev- I'm sure they were devastated. But you know what? They're going to be back in four years. They're going to keep p- competing, right? They're going to get on the plane, go home, and get back on the on the hill and, and do it again. So competing is a good thing. Where, where people start hurting themselves is when they start comparing. So I'm talking about comp, compete, but don't compare. Don't worry about what the person next to you is doing. Don't, don't worry what someone else is thinking about. Don't compare yourself. Don't look at social media and try to be like someone else. Be you. Be the best you, though. So compete and be the best you that you can be. Be the best father or mother. Be the best son or daughter. Be the best uncle or aunt. Be the best friend, the best neighbor, the best employee, the best leader that you can be. Whatever it is that you want to be, try to be the best at it. And it's okay if you don't get a medal for being the best at it. Maybe you're not going to be the best at it, but just to compete and try to be the best is fun. Like, I, you know... 
having mentors and they have competitions and I want to be the top one. Like I want to win this. You know, I, I want to, be, I don't care if it's a pen. They're like, Hey, the, the top person we're going to give a pen to, I want that pen. I want to compete. I want to be recognized as the best, but if I don't get it, you know what? Hey, that's all right. I'm going to look at who won. I'm not going to compare myself. I'm going to say, Hey man, if they can do it, I can do it too. And that's where people hurt themselves because they want to compare themselves to someone else, to everyone else. And that really hurts you because it, it just makes you really depressed more than anything. But competition makes you want to be the best. Again, you might not get the, the gold medal for being the best at it. Maybe not today, but maybe next time you will. And you know, I, I hope you understand a medal is a metaphor for whatever it is that you want or that you're striving to be. But, you know, that's the only thing that I try to do. I try to self-improve like crazy because I want to be the best. I want to be in the in the history books as one of the best entrepreneurs of all time. I want to be the best father. I want my girls to say, you know, dad wasn't perfect, but, man, he's the best dad we could ever have wanted. I want my wife to say the same thing. Hey, sure, DVO's got his flaws, but, man, he is the best husband for me. That's what I want. I want my parents to say, Hey, you know what? He hasn't always done the best things. He hasn't always made the best decisions. But man, we, he's the best son we could ever have. That's what I want. I want my friends to say, man, DVO is always there for me. Yeah, he, he's my best friend. Like I can rely on him. He gives the best advice. You know, that's what I want to do. I want to compete. I want to be the best. And I hope you want to be the best, whatever it is that you're trying to do. Maybe at your job, maybe in your business, maybe, like I said, maybe in, in your role in society, you want to be the best. Don't compare yourself, but strive and try to be the best that you can be. You'll only be happier competing. It makes you better, makes you stronger, whether, whether it's stronger physically, stronger mentally, stronger emotionally, competing will make you stronger. Trying to be the best, there's nothing wrong with trying to be the best. As long as you know you might not get it, but maybe on the next run, maybe on the next try, maybe on the next attempt. And you don't quit. You just keep going for it. All right? I want you guys to be the best that you can be. I want you to have be the best version of yourself, the best you that you can be. All right. Let's talk about our next entrepreneur highlight for this episode. We're talking about the Olympics. I'm going to talk about someone that I didn't know was an entrepreneur until I was watching The Half Pipe. And that is probably widely known as one of the best snowboarders of all time, Mr. Sean White. All right. Sean White was born September 3rd, 1986 in San Diego, California. As you know, I'm a big fan. I love San Diego. Um, he's from San Diego. He's the youngest of four children. He was born with a, I hope I'm saying this right, so sorry if I'm not, tetralogy of phallic. It's a congenital congenital heart defect, which required him to have two heart surgeries before he was even one years old. That's crazy, right? And now he's one of the he is probably considered the best snowboarder of all time. He grew up skiing. At age six, switched to snowboarding, 
And at age seven, he received his first sponsorship. So if you're not sure how that works, basically these athletes are sponsored, right? Because it takes a lot of time and money. They're paying for trainers. They're paying to use the resort, to use the mountain, whatever, wherever the, the training facility, they're paying for this. They're paying for coaches and trainers. They don't just have one coach or trainer, they have multiple because there's different trainers and coaches that, that focus on one area for them, right? They have to travel. They're traveling all over the country, all over the world to compete and be the best. For example, talking about the Olympics, it's not a free ride to go to the Olympics, okay? So they need to get sponsorship. These sponsors are big companies, for example, like Burton. They're one of the biggest snowboarding manufacturers in the in the world, um, you know, they sponsored Sean Way at a young age, uh, most of his career. At age nine, he was being mentored in skateboarding by one of the by who probably go down as the greatest skateboarder of all time, Tony Hawk. All right, uh, Sean White became a pro skateboarder at age sixteen. That's incredible. So at age seven, he's already if he's being sponsored, he's probably considered a, a professional right so he's a professional snowboarder at age seven professional skateboarder at age 16 that's incredible all right now we're into the juicy part of how he became an entrepreneur in 2008 he released his first video game called sean white snowboarding which was followed by the next year sean white snowboarding world stage in 2014 he then owned Air and Style. It's a festival that started in Austria. He brought it to Los Angeles. It's an annual festival now where some of the greatest in the world compete. Again, it's called Air and Style. People are snowboarding and skateboarding. In 2016, he purchased a minority stake in Mammoth Resorts. Mammoth Resorts um, owns, which makes Sean White a part owner, of Mammoth Mountain, Snow Summit, June Mountain and Bear Mountain. These are all the mountains and resorts where he started his snowboarding career. Now let's get to the Winter Olympics part. All right. He has participated in five Winter Olympics. That spans, if you do the math, 20 years. All right. In 2006, 2010, and then 2018, he won gold. And I remember in 2018 watching this because in 2014 he did not get gold, and they were. T it was a big discussion in 2018, and he was actually falling behind. Uh, and then he ended up winning gold. I remember watching; it was great. Uh, he also has participated in the Winter X Games, which we've briefly talked about. He has won a medal every year in the Winter X Games since 2002. But here we are at the 2022 Winter Olympics. Sean White has announced that this will be his last Olympic appearance. So this is his last shot, all right? And it was a little sad, all right? Again, I've been watching it. He didn't medal. And it was very emotional for him. I was watching him as, as people were clapping and cheering. He, so on his third run, he fell, all right? He did a trick, didn't land. And again, at, at that high stake, with that great of Olympians performing, you fall. There's a, there's a really good chance you're not going to make it. All right, he fell, and he didn't he didn't medal. But 
it was emotional. Like he was crying and people were hugging him and people were cheering for him. And it was so great to see to see that because he changed the game of snowboarding. All right. All these people who who are in the Olympics today and who were competing who in who won medals in the half pipe, the snowboarding half pint, half pint, half man, now I confuse myself. Half pipe all grew up watching him, right? Because he's been doing this for 20 years now. Some of them weren't even born on his in his first Olympics. And now they got a gold medal this year. I was watching it. It was, it was incredible. Uh, anyway, so he announced that this will be his last Olympics. In fact, he then later announced that the Olympics will be his last competition. I don't know if that's true. That's what he says. I don't know if that's true. I, I And to be honest, I don't pay much attention to snowboarding other than every four years during the Olympics. Um, but if that is true, then the best to him. Now, why I'm talking about this also, one thing I didn't realize is that he was actually riding his own snowboard. So actually January of 2022, just a month before the Olympics, he actually launched his own brand. It's a lifestyle brand called White Space. And if you were watching it, everything, he, okay, obviously the U.S. Olympic team was sponsored by Spider. <clears throat> but other than that, everything that Sean White had, his board, his goggles, his helmet, I believe, were all his own new brand called White Space. Very cool. So I could definitely see if he says the Olympics is my last competition because he's going to be very busy with his White Space brand. A little side note about Sean White. He also plays guitar. Uh, he's in a rock band called Bad Things. And his estimated net worth is around $60 million with all of his endorsements, winnings from competitions, and business endeavors. And that's the story about the great Sean White. All right, you guys, thanks again for watching and listening to another episode of the DVO Show. Make it a great one. Be the best you you can be. Bye.